Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Well, here we go again, the Growing in Grace podcast. I am Joel Brzezinski, along with my podcast co-host, Mike Kappel, who today is identifying as Dr. Isaac Yankum, DDS. I don't know who that is. Oh, Yankum. Oh, that's funny. That's like a Three Stooges line there. Well, it's actually a... Well, you know, the Stooges, they were, they were lawyers one time. Yeah. I, oh. I, I, I remember seeing on, on one of the, uh, an office door, the, the lawyers of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Or something like that. Yeah. And the, uh, the oh, what are the brothers that used to do the, the car talk show? Um, one of them died a few years ago, but they would they would um, end their show with um, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Well, anyway, Dr. Isaac Yankum, DDS, i just wondering if some of our, any of our listeners knows what I'm talking about. It's, it's I, I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, I, know I, got the, the, I got the joke, but I don't know what it's about. I know that you wouldn't know because you don't watch wrestling. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a character from like, I think the nineties, it was before what you, we would call the attitude era in the WWF. But not right now, nowadays, this man who played that character is the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. And he also, but he's more known as the character Kane, K-A-N-E, in the WWE and WWF. Anyway, but he for I just happened to see something earlier today that it was a character that he said he couldn't get into. He just didn't understand it, and he just thought it was kind of silly. And but he was new in wrestling at the time, and he just went along with it, but couldn't sink his teeth into the character. He said. <laughs> Anyway, sink his teeth. <laughs> for, for those who don't know, apparently Joel grew up next to some uh, little old lady who w- watched professional yes. wrestling and, Me and went grandma. out back behind the barn and took a little pinch of snuff. <laughs> so you got to give him a little slack here. So yeah, uh, I just wondered if I know I know we have listeners who knew exactly what I was talking about right off the bat, but probably <laughs> many wouldn't. So, uh, and many might not uh, even know that Kane used to be known as Dr. Isaac Yankum DDS. But they might know that he is currently the mayor of a county. It's, you know, I'm, I've always thought mayors are mayors of cities, but he is currently the Republican mayor of Knox County in Tennessee. Went from wrestling to being a mayor. And he still does the wrestling thing every once in a while. So, yeah, I, I never got into it. Sorry. Sometimes, you know, if you want to get people to do the right thing, you got to just, it feels like you're pulling their teeth, right? So, so maybe they will tie that into <laughs> to what we're talking about here today. <laughs> Loving each other. How do you get people to love each other? It's like you're pulling their teeth. Well, anyway, so what do we want to talk about today? Well, you're, you're moving towards it with, with that right there. Matthew, hold on. Matthew 22, right? Yeah. Matthew 22. Open this your Bible. guy goes up to Jesus, a legal guy, a lawyer of sorts. He says, teacher, I guess he was trying to test him. Verse 35, Matthew 22, asked Jesus a question, testing him. 
I always like to do that. They're kind of testing the waters here to see what Jesus would say about the law. If they could say anything negative against the law, then they could get him arrested. Jesus never gave him that satisfaction. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment? Highlight this now. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God. I mean, came right out with it. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, he gives him a second one, free, no charge, (laughs) as far as we know. The second is like it, the one he just mentioned. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That last thing that Jesus said, the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. We, we could go further into this later on, but let's focus on the situation at hand here, Joel. So people today, we read our Bibles, right? We miss the context quite often when we don't have an understanding of an old covenant that was taking place at the time Jesus was speaking here, by the way. The new covenant, which would be ratified after his death and resurrection, which brought a, a whole different ball game, where one would be put aside, the old one, and a new one would uh, kick in, a, a new covenant, a, a new testament of sorts. But Jesus tells this guy, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all of it. And that's the first one, the greatest one. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Two greatest commandments from the law. So we read this today, red letters and all, and think that Jesus is speaking to us. What do you say, Joel Brzezinski? <laughs> well, you know, it reminds me of years ago. I don't know if people remember or if they ever saw these things. There were these billboards, and I'll get us back to where we're going here, but there were these billboards. I don't know if some church denomination put these up or what, but they would be like a black billboard with some white writing on it, and it would be signed God. So it would say something like, what part of thou shalt not didn't you understand? Signed God. (laughs) Or (laughs) this one really got me because it really made me think these people really don't understand what happened with the cross, but it says... Don't make me come down there, signed God. Mm. And I'm like, come mm. on. He, like, he, he became one of us. He is with us. He indwells us. It's like, it's like these people think that he is God is way out there and that we're messing around with our lives. And he's going to, oh, if we just mess up too much, he's going to come down here and there's going to be trouble. I mean, it's just, but anyway, getting back to what we're talking about here. One of these billboards said, that love thy neighbor thing, I meant it, signed God. <laughs> And I'm, and I'm like, well, yeah, you know, if you think about it, yes, under the law, like you were talking about, context, there's an old covenant, there's a new covenant. Under that old covenant, the purpose of the law, if you, if you look at the law as a whole, 613 commandments, that was one of the laws. Like you said, this man asked Jesus, which is the greatest commandment in the law? It was a law question, a law person It was a lawyer asking Jesus a question about the law, which is the greatest commandment in the law. So under the law, yes, God meant that. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And what you were also reading, what Jesus told the man from another part of the law, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And I like how you emphasized that because under the law, it was a commandment that you had to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Have you ever thought about that? 
you know, anyone listening, you ever thought, it doesn't just say, under the law, it doesn't just say, you just try to love other people. Just try, you know, do your best to love people. It says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. They were commanded to love other people in the same way that they would love themselves. And if you think about self-love, I do everything I can to make sure there's food on my plate. I I do everything I can to make sure I'm comfortable in life. Am I going to do, and so on. Am I going to do the same thing for other people? And then, on top of all that, I've got to, under the old covenant law, anyway, if I were under it, love God, not just try to love him, not just, you know, do my best at trying to love God, but with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your strength, with all your might. I mean, it's a commandment, and it's not a, not to be taken lightly under the old covenant. And so we're going <laughs> to, I mean, I just wonder sometimes when people say, yeah, well, Jesus said you got to love your neighbor as yourself, and you got to love the Lord your God. Um, you know, Jesus commanded it. Jesus brought it up, and so so we're supposed to do that. But do people really think about, one, that he was talking about the law to a person who asked him a question about the law, and do people really think about really what these commandments are actually demanding of people? And then, when you, when you think about that, realize how difficult and impossible, really, these things were, because on those two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, not the new covenant, then maybe we can contrast that with what we learn uh, about love under the new covenant. And I, I think there's such a huge contrast here. I think it's so wonderful to be uh, bringing up some of this stuff. Yeah, because uh, people need to understand. Maybe you know, we, we get these letters every once in a while from somebody who, who has recently come into this understanding of, of God's grace and how different it is from everything they've been taught throughout their church years. And, and they might lead Bible studies, or, or they may even be a pastor of a church, and they're, they're trying to bring people into this with, you know, spoon feed the, the grace thing so they don't choke. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it, I think it's important for us to point out that the Apostle Paul was explaining in his writings that the Jewish people who had been under that burdensome and impossible law of commandments that could not bring life or righteousness, that they were delivered from it. They were redeemed from it. They were now dead to it. And so it's important to to point that out because, again, Jesus is still ministering on the earth as a man during the time that old covenant was still in place until the death and resurrection happened that law was still in place of course today we who are non-jewish people which is almost all the, the entire world the vast majority of it we were never under that law we were never under it to begin with and yet we were brought into life in christ through faith after the the blood of Jesus was was shed and he completed the the work that needed to be done, fulfilling the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. Let me bop over here real quick before we get to what you just mentioned, Joel, that there's a a different way to look at this in in the new covenant. But I just wanted to point this out too. Remember the rich young ruler who who went up to Jesus uh, and just had to know, what what do I have to do? What must I do? What must I do? So he was asking a law-based question. And he's going to get a law-based answer. Teacher, what must I do to inherit or to, to receive eternal life? And Jesus said, well, keep the commandments. Uh, and he says, well, which, which ones? 
Jesus didn't rattle off all 613, maybe for the sake of time, but he went and mentioned some that we have in writing anyway. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And and by the way, Joel, we might want to point out that love your neighbor as yourself, the one that Jesus said was one of the, maybe the top two commandments in the entire law. Uh, it was never written in the top 10 that God gave to Moses at Mount Sinai. Right. But anyway, the young man said, well, hey, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape here. I've, I've pretty much kept all these, but what else do I lack? What else am I missing here, Jesus? And Jesus said, well, if, if you want to be perfect, and that's really the goal, right, based on the Sermon on the Mount, perfection, go and sell what you possess and give to the poor, and then you'll have treasure in heaven. And oh, by the way, come and follow me. Well, the young man just walked away sad. He had great possessions. But you see, if you, as, as Jesus was explaining in Matthew 5 through 7, when, when, when he was explaining that you didn't give the shirt off your back to somebody, you turned down somebody who borrowed or who wanted to borrow from you, this guy walks away sad. Why? Because he wasn't actually fulfilling the commandment of loving your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because he would turn people away. He didn't give everything away. And so I, I just wanted to, to, to mention that. But in, in 1 John, the, the apostle gives us a different approach than what the law communicated, and even what Jesus communicated about the law. Yeah, he did. And and, and I uh, just to get back real quickly to the you know the love your neighbor as yourself just because of what you were saying was that it, it wasn't one of the ten commandments see a lot of believers will say okay we've, we're under the ten commandments this is what people believe we have to keep the ten commandments but the other laws like ceremonial laws and other things you know we're not under, under that stuff and so we'll say well the law in leviticus says a garment of mixed linen and wool shall not come upon you. You know, you can't wear a, a garment of mixed linen and wool. And so we'll, we're not under that. But you know what it says in two sentences before that? It says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So w- what people are doing is that they're mixing, they're taking out parts of the law that they think they should follow, and they're uh, excluding other parts. But yet it's all the same law. It's all one law. That that was pick the law. Choose, right? that was, that pick was and pick, choose, right? Pick and choose. And so, and they'll accuse us of picking and choosing which laws we <laughs> we keep, and we're actually saying no, we're not under any of it because we have something so much better. I don't have it open. Where, where is that from? John, First John, where he was talking about love. Do you have that yeah, open? I do have it. Uh, it's First John four. And John talks a lot about love, right? Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Verse nine. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, verse 10 of 1 John 4. In this is love. Now get this, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So a whole kind of backwards, inside out, in through the outdoor (laughs) approach here, Joel, where the old covenant, the old law, the old obsolete law, Mosaic law, said it's up to you to love God with all your heart, soul, mind. You had to put all the effort into it, right? And here here John is explaining really a, a revelation of love. Not that we have loved God, not that we can boast about that, but that he loved us. And now, because God so loved us, once you begin to understand this, 
we also ought to love one another. And because once you realize, with all your flaws and everything else, you know, God died for the ungodly, right? Once you realize that God's love for you is perfect and that there is just, uh, there's, there's nothing that's ever going to erase that, that, that he truly loves you, that it's not based on conditions of how well you perform and other things, once you begin to get it and the revelation of that happens, uh, there's really no other choice left for us but to love others. If we're having trouble loving others, then we're having trouble understanding God's love for us. Right, that's that's exactly it. That's the order. We've got the cart before the horse, as they say. We're try, We're still trying to love without knowing love, without knowing God's love. We're, we're trying to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we're trying to love our neighbor as ourself, and that's not love. That's just the commandment to love. If you think about it, we've talked about this before, it's been a while, but if if I were to say to my wife, I love you, honey, well, and if she were to just say, why do you love me? Well, because I'm commanded to love you. It's, it's a command. God commanded me to love you. And so that's not love. If you think about it, that's really not love. And so what we have here in the New Covenant, like it says in this passage, that it's it's the love of God. It's in this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. And in this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, like you were reading there in 1 John. Um, so the the order is completely different. We first get to know the love of God. Like you say, if a person is struggling with love, whether loving God or loving others, if you're struggling with any of that, get to know God's love. I mean, there's plenty that is said in the, in the scriptures about God's love, and just let him love you. Understand that God sent Jesus to be the propitiation for our sins. He showed us his love in that. God showed, God demonstrates his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let God love you in that way. Let him show his love to you in that way. Understand what Christ did for you. Get to know that love and then you can turn around as you get to know that love and love others in that way. It's really the same thing with forgiveness. Not to get into this, but as, as we've talked about, Jesus in the, the Lord's Prayer said, if you don't forgive others uh, their sins, God won't forgive you yours. But in the New Covenant, we find out that Paul says, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. That's Ephesians 4.32 and Colossians 3.13. We get the order wrong in this New Covenant. <laughs> well, in the New Covenant, it's actually the order is made right. We understand now, but as believers... We're, we're not looking at the order in the right way. We're trying to forgive others and uh, without realizing that God first forgave us. And it's not up to us to forgive others in order to be forgiven. But we look at the forgiveness that we have in Christ, the wonderful forgiveness that we have, and then we can turn around and love one and forgive one another. Same thing with love. Loving, getting to know God's love for you. It's such a huge, huge thing. And just give yourself time. Don't try to love people with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the law. Rather, get to know God's love for you and let that love be manifested through you as you uh, turn around and interact with other people. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. 
Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.